I've never heard. Are you serious? You might yeah. think he's a heretic. Oh, that's possible. But you think a lot of people are. You're in a podcast with a borderline heretic, so uh, yeah, yeah. Jeff, right? Yeah, or me, uh, or both? Well, you, both, Zach. I don't know about Jeff. <laughs> I like how you just drawing. I'm gonna drawing be, out uh, his I'll be passive aggressive with Jeff and just say. About his choice to uh, take the song and just bleed it out, and I'm like, well, oh, I didn't get to hear myself. Can I, I hear, hear myself? Ah, Seamus passed the fish and chips. And then, ah, Shaughnessy and Yep, that's not there. Yes, it is. Nope. And we brought Shaughnessy all the way from Ireland to actually do that, and you cut him out. And we paid him. What do we pay him? Uh, less than we paid Seamus. Okay, two. Two pints? Two pints. Two pints of blood, really. Yeah. Scott's blood. <laughs> Speaking of Scott's blood, mm. Scott, why aren't you going on the hike anymore? Well, I mean, technically, I never said I wasn't going on my hike anymore. Okay, so the plan was you quit your job, you sell your house. The house is on the market currently. It's a lovely two-bedroom, folks, in Rancho Santa Margarita, California, to inquire if interested. Yeah. Yeah. Two-bed, two-bath. And now you bought some blue. I mean, a blue... Some blue? A blue... bought some blue. He bought an umpire. Yeah. He bought anti-dandruff shampoo. Seltzen. That is blue. It's better, I hear. And stops the itching. (laughs) That's terrible. So... You buy a truck. You go and buy a blue truck. Well, he was convicted by the Holy Spirit to buy this truck. And now he's convicted by the Holy Spirit to turn it in. He's like, if I just sell my house and go on the road, go on the trail, it's going to solve everything. Nope. Nope. If I just sell this truck because I can't sell my house yet, that will solve everything. Will this affect your ability to go on your hike? Uh, Potentially. You got to pay for that truck. Yeah. So yeah, depend on the proceeds from the sale of the house. Um, uh, it's very possible that uh, uh, I could still go. Yeah, but it's also possible that I need to put it off a, a year, or which, you, you which use it as an excuse to not go. You get the willies. You get the butterfly willies in your tummy as it approaches. And you say, hey, but I got to pay for this truck, so I really shouldn't quit my job. Probably shouldn't go on the hike. So Zach's really talking about himself and his life. But No, he's saying, he's saying I'm going to wuss out on the PCT. Is there that potential? Sure. I'm, right now I'm trying what? to shame you into not doing it. Wait, shame me into... I'm trying to into, use shame so that not, you... So that I don't go no, or that so I do that you go? Don't, I'm don't go. So you, you go. Oh, you want me to go? It's a double negative, Scott. You I want it. you to go where your heart. Don't don't do that. 
Don't. Scott, your heart matters. No, it doesn't. Your heart mattered to Chad today. I don't have a heart. We didn't even talk about my heart. A little bit. You revealed a little bit of your heart. Well, heart, bowels, you know, same thing. It got bloody. Heart, balls? You better go. Bowels. You better go. So it's possible I could do, I could have my cake and eat it, well, sort of, at the same time. Um, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you just leave now? I can't leave now. I bought a truck. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I know. It's a risk, isn't it? The pro- no, the prosecution risk. rests. Yeah. The, uh, leaving now, the risk would be dying of dehydration in the Mojave Desert. Because it's uh, summertime. So fear. that would be the risk. Uh, fear, yeah. yeah fear so, is creeping in. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, right now, fear is why I don't go. Fear, fear, fear of, of losing your life fear. and gaining it. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Fear of walking in in the uh, hottest place in the country at the hottest time of the year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is there a problem with that, Scott? Huh? I would call that. I would call that. Um, n- that's not a phobia. That's a rational, rational assessment of. Uh, what if you get out there and there's a freak storm and you're like, uh, "Well, I'm here." So. This is the choice I made. So it doesn't have to be heat that gets you. It could be flash flood. Oh, you could die from flash flood. Sure. Scorpion. I don't know if you die from scorpion. Seven scorpions at one time. Yeah, if you're allergic. While you're sleeping. Yeah. Um, Bobcat. Mm, yep. Rattlesnake. Bobcat. <laughs> Coyote. Coyote. Uh, if you don't, can we just have a countdown? Like Jack okay, Rabbit, we're a hundred and we're a hundred and fifteen days. Rabies, one hundred and fifteen days. I just said it. In one hundred and fifteen days, you're going. No, it's got to be. It's got to be. It's April, so it's, we're at least one hundred sixty days. Uh, Jeff, do you know how many? Jeff, you can't just say numbers. Yeah, <laughs> we're like <laughs> we're at like two two hundred and forty. Yeah, yeah. Well, eight times thirty. What's eight times thirty? Thirty-two. That's four. What's eight times three? Twenty-four. Two forty. Your math teacher. Thanks, God. All right. So we're at like, yeah, probably eight months. April. April would be the time. Well, frame. we'll be monitoring it, monitoring the progress of your truck payoff, your house, um, your potential wife. That apparently, as you'll hear later, you get to just see them okay. lined up, and you so choose which things, one you want. This is turning out so anticlimactic. The the things that would keep Climactic. me from going. The things that would keep me from going. So maybe the truck, possibility. Not being able to sell the house, possibility. Uh, meeting a, a significant other. Let's just call that a possibility. Are you a question talker? Well, one second. Um, another possibility, fear of bowing out. Another possibility, not being able to lose 30 pounds. Which of those do you think is the most likely candidate for me not going? All of the above. If all of those things happen, that would be amazing. I agree. Jeff, which one would you want to uh, be the reason for me not going? A wife. I'm just thinking of you coming back and you've met a woman. You're super fit because you've been on the trail for ever eating snakes. Just you could, don't right. qualify. You just, you just say you're super fit. Well, we need to get to feedback and then to our guest, Chad from comeandlive.com, Provoke and Inspire podcast. Where's he from? He's in Nashville right now. 
Right now? Right now. Okay. All right, we have three five-star reviews wow. to read from iTunes. That is sweet. Right on, gang, which we would love those for us to read and to help this grow. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> read a book and grow your reading, kids. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Scott. Read that first one. Good grief. All right, so this is from... Tyler, Ty, Tyler's mom is fine. <clears throat> Tyler's mom That's is awesome. fine. Thank you for the review. He he says, I've never been more excited to review a podcast. Full disclosure, I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> but I follow these guys on Twitter and their content is a hundred. Is a hundred. <clears throat> I yeah, I'm sure it will end up being in my top five fave podcasts of all time. Do yourself a favor and listen to it with me. <laughs> that might be my favorite review. Well, feel free to update that review after you start listening to us. <laughs> to either Tyler or Tyler's mom or whoever that is. Thank you. Should, yeah. All right, next. Go. Uh, how to Disagree by Brandon Andrus. Uh, I love the bros for many reasons, but the main reason... I love them is that they get the picture of how to have conversations and disagree with one another, but still love each other and remain, well, that's in question, and remain close friends. Also in question. <laughs> it is really extraordinary. Sometimes the tension is so palpable between them and or their guests, yet they still see each other as brothers in Christ. If we are to have any way forward in our country as a church, this is how it has to be done. Thanks, Brandon. Wow. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> I think we, I, yeah, we had a little. I think I had a little. Arg, well, I was trying to start an argument with Brandon. Yeah. And uh, this battery. We'll, died. Have, to, we'll have to continue right. Zach, later. But, Zach, yeah. go ahead. Wasn't sure at first by Gary the Ghost, but now I'm hooked. These guys are great. Each has their own view on what it means to follow Christ. It is clear that all three of these bros love Jesus and have a heart. That to follow a him. Have a heart that to follow him. Have a heart to follow him. I'm going to autocorrect. Definitely not for the uptight legalistic types. So, wasn't sure at first. Seems to be the mantra of people that get into the podcast. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, now they're hooked. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary the yeah, Ghost. Thank you. And then we have a, uh, on Twitter, all Namway design all the time, Nathan Miller West. Namway Design, he's binging on our back episodes, so I'll just read a few of them. At Bros Babbles Beer, thank you, Zach, for sharing your story. I needed a good cry. This is from number 41, Seeds of D mm. Reconstruction. Um, hashtag hug your babies. I love your newish theme song, too. Thanks, Nathan. Yeah, thank you. And, and that's a reminder. Even though you've given a review, you can give more reviews. You don't have to give just one. <laughs> Nathan Miller West at Bros Babbles Beer, episode number 61. Want to see where that tail ends? <laughs> hashtag furries, hashtag guard your heart. That is funny. You, you <laughs> listeners, you're just going to so have to remember go back. that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not remember at all. I, I remember furries. 
Yeah. Caveat City, home to the famous Bros Bibles beer, number 61. <laughs> For sure. Who, who, who did that? These are all Nathan Miller West uh, uh, at Namway did he, Design. Did he come up with that Caveat City or was that you? I think somebody mentioned Caveat City. Oh. Maybe. That's Either way. Like he that. said, I have, I have never heard somebody fight so hard. Dave answered Scott's question 10 times and he still wanted clarification. <laughs> that's number 39. I think that's uh, to catch a preterist. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I said, Scooter has a gift. I like clarifications. Scott, I'm married. What do you mean by that? Are you? Married to whom? In what sense? Also, Nathan Miller West, at Bros Bible Beer, where do I need to go to hashtag register as a preterist? Is there a <laughs> denominational office or something? <laughs> <laughs> we should set up a online. Anyway, we got registration. Fantastic. Let's get, let's get the Chad. Anyways, rate and review us on iTunes and people, uh, Bros Bible's Beer on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Feedback us. Here comes Nashville. So where where are you guys right now? We are in Mission Viejo, California, South oh. Orange County. Yeah. yeah, nice. So it's oh. morning time. We, none of us have a beer opened. Yeah, I see. I noticed the Starbucks. Yeah, it's, <laughs> if if there's beer in the Starbucks, then then we know there's problems. Yeah, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Actually, what is in that? I Uh-oh. will not reveal that. <laughs> this, so this is probably our first dry cast. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, nice. Wow. Cool. Maybe, maybe we'll communicate more clearly. It's starting to we'll shake. See. Yeah. Well, this is a this is a growler um, brewery from the brewery, so not too far from you guys, no. but uh, but it's full of ice and water. So yeah, man, I'm 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 a disappointment this morning as well. That's okay. <laughs> and you're in Nashville. I was just in Nashville for a wedding. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah I am in Nashville. Did you like it? Had you had you been here before? Once before for um for a wedding actually ten years ago was the other time I was there. So I I love it. It's changed though in ten years. It has. It's coming along. It's not quite um you know, I don't know, it's not quite uh Orange County, but you know, little by little. We we're we're almost getting your traffic and our beer is is, uh slowly improving. So I did notice both of those things. Yep. I experienced both of those things. Yeah. Hey, by the way, um, what are your names? So, <laughs> yeah, I am Zach, Jeff, hey, Zach, Scott. Nice. Zach, Jeff and Scott. Yeah. Oh, nice to meet you guys. Thank yeah, you so yeah. much for, for being willing to have me on here. Yeah. Oh, thanks man. for working with us. I know it was kind of a chore getting everything lined up, but yeah, no, it, it, it worked out great. The, uh, that's what's funny is the, the nonprofit missions organization that I'm with are very, um, conservative would be a, a really good way of putting it uh, on, on their views towards alcohol. So I am I am one of the random um, not so conservative views on alcohol. So and this worked out. This would have been a funny. Yeah, yeah it would have been a funny dynamic. Um, Is you that know, why you're ha- hiding in your basement doing this? Podcast? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, I am always trying to hide out. So there's three of you guys that usually are, you guys are usually on the podcast. There's three of you. And is yeah. one of them directly connected with that organization? Yes, two of them are. Actually, there's okay. four of us on on our podcast usually, um, sometimes three. And so the other three guys are all part of an organization called Steiger, and uh, and I am as well. But uh, but I'm like a, a new recruit, so I've only been with them a couple of years. The, those guys either help f- um, start the whole thing or are 
um, key leaders in it. So yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been wild. And, uh, us having Bibles and beer together in the title, is that like for, for them or for that organization, is that like yeah. pushing the limits a little bit? Yeah, probably it probably is. Like, it be, man, it's kind of a bummer that one of them's not not on here with us because I know I'd actually know. love to I'd love to hear their answer to that question. Um, I think it is probably pushing the limits simply because they've all chosen the path towards um, removing any kind of hindrance in front of you know like any possible opportunity for someone to misconstrue who they are, or what they're, what they're saying. So, um, so yeah, I would guess that they probably wouldn't be so down for, for Bibles and beers together. Well, I had a, I, I had a problem with it at the beginning. Um, yeah, you, you might still have a little, but I, I, I kind of, yeah, I kind of do. Scott, yeah, wanted, yeah, let me Scott, see, yeah, Scott, wanted, Scott yeah. wanted to call it bros, Bibles and wine with Jesus as he performs miracles. But yeah. That and, was too and long. Biblical wine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So Scott, I get it. I'm um I'm part of a of a really amazing church out here that is uh, more along the lines of the reform tradition. So that means that um my friend and I who's the drummer in the worship band uh enjoy a monthly get together uh called Brew Day. And so we just brew beer together all day and invite everybody over and uh, and it's great. So I I feel like I have this I'm a weird um, somewhere in the middle kind of guy. So yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Jeff kind of guy, you know, just like stuck between two people that <laughs> <laughs> on two different ends. And, uh, <laughs> but it's, you uh, just nailed it. And I can't get out. It's very inflexible. These guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just, uh, yeah. My, my, I think my kind of my hang up is beer. I'm not against beer, um, or alcohol, uh, you know, inherently, but to put that, so bros is important, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bibles is important as like lifestyle. Why put beer in? Why is beer the third component of your life? Uh, you know, Mm. three, three legged stool that, so that's kind of like, why put it on the same level? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I guess yeah. because bros are really amazing. Bibles are super life changing, incredible, and, and beer is the third most consumed liquid on the planet. So you I don't know. I mean, coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it actually. I'm pretty sure it's water, tea, then beer. It it's yeah. so it's crazy. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good. That's a great question. It's because it yeah. completes the alliteration. Right. Yeah, that's the easy answer. Right. There you go. Well, and and the these days, um, it's hard for me because of, and I'm sure you guys as well, hanging out with a lot of people that don't really aspire to read the Bible, much less apply it. Um, the idea of of Bibles and beers together probably seems about as unorthodox as anything they could come up with. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe that's a maybe it's a great. Um, hey, this is a slight twist on the whole idea and i think i think that's where i kind of that's how you convince convince yourself it's okay yeah Yeah. so so scott does that mean that you don't consume beer oh no i don't no i i do definitely oh okay that's why i'm i was gonna say that'd be really wild if if, yeah if there was (laughs) we (laughs) yeah great if none of us drank beer (laughs) (laughs) we just like the catchiness of the name yeah Yeah. (laughs) that would be i mean 
crazier things have happened, I'm sure. So yeah. <laughs> our mission is to just be the alluring uh, pull for uh, pe- alcoholics uh, that <laughs> aren't believers. We're gonna just right. we're gonna get them. Hey, I, I read. I just recently was reading a book called Samson and uh, the Pirate Monks. Have you guys ever heard of it? No, no. I like it's that title though. Yeah, yeah, you guys. I think you guys. It's definitely bros and Bibles and, and beer related, but uh, but it is. It's all about addiction and this guy that came out of a, a, a sexual addiction past as a pastor and how uh, they basically started a something similar to a Alcoholics Anonymous twelve step program that isn't quite that program, but it's very similar. And then afterwards they all go out for beer and it taught, he talks about the whole, like, you know, struggle with, should we be doing that? And at the end of the the day, they just felt like, well, the, the level of transparency that we have amongst ourselves is so high that if one of us is an alcoholic, then that's already been dealt with and, or is being dealt with. And so anyway, it was an interesting idea, but, um, but, but a cool, yeah, cool book. It was, uh, very nice. Yeah, I, pretty eye-opening on the uh the addict side of things i had have you guys ever heard of a guy named todd white by chance yeah he's a he's a wild radical christian guy so i was at lunch with him one time and and he's uh he's someone i really respect in my own faith journey and he said um i said i asked him because i'm i'm around a lot of reformers but i'm also around a lot of charismatic christians and i i you know usually the reformers are all down with alcohol the charismatics not so much and so i asked him i said hey man do you ever drink beer you know or smoke cigars or pipes or anything and he said, no, nah, man, I was such an addict. You know, I did all this crazy stuff. I could never just have a beer. And I said, I understand that. And and I said, man, he said, well, why do you drink beer? And I said, well, I, actually, I just really like how it tastes. And I just really like beer. And um, he said, well, could you go uh, a week without beer? And I said, yeah, man, I, I totally could. And I've done that many times. And he said, well, why not go a lifetime? And, and I said, well, I still have to come back to the point that I actually really like beer. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, hey, man, I, I respect you and <laughs> appreciate you all the same. So sure. it was a great, yeah, great lunch conversation over over no beer. Yeah. <laughs> Iced tea and water. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Hot yeah. tea and water. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so how did you guys, how did you guys get together? Like this is a. You guys are a, you're a wild wild crew over there. <laughs> he looked at Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Which one doesn't belong? That's yeah. me. <laughs> Just well, drinking beer and talking theology mostly, ar- arguing yeah. about the Bible and uh, cool. in mostly profitable ways, and <laughs> you know, Bible politics, mostly. life in general, and then. Mm. Hey, everybody needs to hear what we're doing, you know, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. real narcissistic yeah. like that. All right. <laughs> and then just sticking a mic in the room and it has slowly evolved and taken shape. Wow. The first few had a lot of different random people. It was uncoordinated. It was um, not good unless you were in the room really for yeah. podcasting, but it's now it's on the Internet forever. So, right, right. It is. Yeah. Hey, have you guys have you guys ever met a guy named Matt Whitlock? Does that name ring a bell? That sounds from me. That does sound familiar. He's a he's a he's a YWAM guy out of Kona, but um, but he does all kinds of stuff around the SoCal area. And I don't know, he just came to mind. Anyway, sorry. Youth with a mission. Yep, youth with yes. a mission. We should contact him. Not not with a lot of beer, but with a mission. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what we've been doing. And what, cool. what about you? How did you start with uh, provoke and inspire? Well, yeah. The, the 
Yeah, yeah. Come and Live is the organization I started. I, I was um, living in Seattle, uh, which is actually where I first discovered beer. I, um, I never, I, I mean, I tasted beer in high school. I was more of a drug addict than I was a beer guy. So drugs were, were my choice. And um, But when I was in Seattle, a friend of mine took me out and he said, hey, you got to try this this beer you'll never know it's beer and i'm like really uh, like i can't believe that because all beer at that point tasted way too yeasty and malty for me he said oh it's this thing called lambic framboise and i was like what the what oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. lambic framboise like what is that and and so i i ordered a pint and it was just so you know raspberry delicious juicy you know just mind-blowing and so from that point on, I, I, I was like, all right, I can try more beer. And um, uh, but but I basically was living this dual person uh, in Seattle. I was a record label um, executive for a record company called Tooth and Nail up there. And so my job was to find and sign bands. And I would do that. And, and by the grace of God, I was able to do that fairly well. But I was living this crazy double life where I was also addicted to porn, myself, um, drugs, and just living a the complete opposite Jesus life that I was called to. Um, so I, I, the, the long story short is I felt God leading me away from all of that and into a very crazy, what, what quickly became career suicide, Jerry Maguire kind of moment that was just all inspiration and all excitement and all passion, which meant leaving everything, uh, at the worst possible financial time in my life to chase after Jesus. And so it's been nine years now of just um, what does it look like to say yes to God and to leave behind things that were really, really cool and that I appreciate, but weren't actually um, what where I was really meant to be uh, for the long haul. So, so yeah, I started Come and Live and, and um, as kind of a response to that that season in my life and, and wanting to help artists and, and see them grow more so from a heart level than a head one. Chad, uh, and so, yeah. Chad, real quick. When, yep. So you dropped everything. Um, and was it that you needed Except to beer. <laughs> Is it that you needed to create more? You're like, I need more time, I need more space to do what I really, truly feel I'm called to. And is that where you were or I mean because yeah. I thought because we were kind of having a, a conversation before you know we started here today and I'm like could he have done what he was doing and and then also do what he's doing now yeah. I mean did like you keep your job and where yeah I tried that I that's okay. a great point yeah thanks Jeff I I actually thought of that because I didn't want to I didn't want to leave my job because I'm I'm a married I've been married 21 years we just celebrated to our 21st anniversary a few days ago. Congrats. I have two kids. Thank you. And so I wanted to be a responsible yeah. dad and, and, you know, husband and all that. But I also, um, I don't know. I, I approached the record label and said, guys, what if I could only work half the time and then be like a part-time pastor the other part of the time? And they're like, nah, nah, we're not in, into that. And, <laughs> and actually I think it was the grace of God that kept me from an easier uh, transition because I think that God's will was really much more um, extreme in my heart and in, in the expression of, of my life during that time of just like, can I actually do what I said I wanted to do, which was go after Jesus with everything that was in me in the ways I felt him, you know, pulling me. Um, so it would have been nice, you know, financially to have stayed right. uh, somewhat secure, but, um, 
but God's pulled us through and it's been a, I think he's given us a stronger story because of the way it all happened. But, uh, but no, that's cool. Thank you for, for asking that. Were there any, um, did you feel any, or did you sense any fear just in your own soul after you've made the choice and like, Oh, I don't know if we're going to make it. Maybe I should, you know, retreat. Uh, man, absolutely. I think, you know, just like Jerry Maguire in the movie, like Uh at night, He's super inspired. He's all about it. And the next morning he wakes up and it's like, ah, <laughs> like, what have I done? Uh, there were definitely moments uh, for sure of the, what have I done? You know, and am I, a, am I so foolish to think that I could make a, a move like this and it not come back to bite me? Uh, but, uh, but those moments were actually few and far between compared. It was almost like God pulled the wool over my eyes and allowed for my foolishness to be, what he was moving through because I just didn't see it as clearly as I should have. I should have been able to have just been like, dude, this is insane. I am an idiot. What's wrong with me? Someone wake me up. Um, and I just, I was so excited about the, the possibilities. Yeah. We, um, last week we had, uh, we had a guest on, but, uh, her name is Diane Cranley and she kind of the similar story where mm. she had a successful career and then, uh, God called her, to leave that successful career and, and pursue ministry full time, um, and starting her own organization. Um, so that's, yeah, it's cool. I think that, man, big, big step of faith. Yeah. Um, And it, 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 and you know, but it is, it's the Christian life is, was always meant to be about obedience. And so I think that's the key is that it wasn't just me being like, Oh man, I hate my job. I hate everybody. I'm going to go do this other thing. It was me feeling a lot of, um, uh, a lot of passion from Jesus towards the world and believing that he had a, a stronger plan up his sleeves for my life than where I was, even though where I was was great and I, and I appreciated it and I was thankful for it. And it was very, uh, it was, it was mind blowing cause I grew up as a missionary kid overseas. Uh, and so it just, I'm like the least musical person on the planet. So the fact that I became a successful music guy, it was, was just, proof that God does indeed have a wonderful sense of humor. And, uh, and so, yeah, but I, I but yeah, I'm, <laughs> uh, looking back, it's a lot easier to look back and say, thank you, Jesus, for that time than to look forward and be like, Jesus, please help me relive all of that all over again. <laughs> yeah. I hope I don't have to do it over again. Um, but I'm a slow learner. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. do you mind going back? You mentioned missionary kid overseas, yeah. like what, what type like what version of I guess I was like yeah, to say yeah. what what kind of God did you were you handed when you were born, which yeah. is a very dramatic sounding thing. But no, that's cool, man. I like that. I've never heard anyone actually put it that way before. That's kind of that's kind of remarkable. What kind of God were you handed when you were born? That's like a great title of a book, man. <laughs> uh, there it is. There's my calling, guys. Start writing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think um, I was I was handed. Um, I was handed a really a really beautiful picture of God and and who, and who He was through my parents and through the sort of like community that that I grew up in, uh, but it didn't take me long to discover that God seemed fairly boring and unattractive, uh, as much as some of the stories about Him were were very attractive. Uh, in a practical way, God God was super boring to me because 
everything around me just you know every distraction spelled excitement on a on a higher scale than than God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit. Um, so I grew up in the Caribbean for about nine years. So that was a pretty incredible and and both both incredible and distracting kind of place uh, on a tiny island. And then I lived about ten thousand feet above sea level in Quito, Ecuador, South America, uh, where I ended up getting in all kinds of trouble high school years. Um, but I had I had amazing parents. I had a I had a great community. I think I was the perfect missionary hypocrite kid, where I was just pointing you know po- pointing my finger at everybody else and wondering why everybody else was so screwed up, while I was looking down on them from my lofty perch, you know, <laughs> my yeah. perch of perfection. Like, what's wrong with you guys? And uh, I, I you know the I was a yeah man I was a fool, and uh, the Lord is definitely. Help me along. Not, not that I've arrived, but that I'm, I'm headed in the right direction. Uh, but, but missionary upbringing was awesome, and I, I loved it. And uh, I got, I was, uh, it was an opportunity to explore the world um, in a way that I never would have. And give me, it's given me a respect for cultures and people and um, diversity that I think wouldn't have been there otherwise. Um, so yeah, it was. I really enjoyed it, and I did not drink. I, I think I drank one Pilsner beer when I was in high school and and that was a really crappy South American beer and that's probably what caused me to go through about 10 years of life after that where I thought all beer <laughs> must be horrible because it's you know my experience once was uh, was not an exciting one. Yeah, the only reason anybody would drink this stuff is if they were asking for sin, like living in yeah, sin. Right. Right, right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. True. Well, at some point you got in trouble, right? Yeah, I did get in trouble. Um, I, uh, yeah, at one point I, I had, um, three military police pull out their M16s on me, uh, right after we had put our little drug stash away. And, uh, I was very, very close to being in prison for 10 years. No questions asked for drug trafficking. Um, I, man, I did some very stupid things that, you know, many, many of us in our high school years, like, ah, this is awesome. Uh, but Jesus through all of it, uh, revealed his heart really loudly to me. And, um, it was in that space of kind of drug induced coma that, um, that I began reaching out to a friend of mine, asking her for input on my life. And she said, you know, you gotta, you gotta ask Jesus to help you. And, I was like, you know, like, gee, are you kidding me? Like, the, I ask you for advice, and the best thing, the best answer you can give me is Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, like that for a missionary kid, like that's kind of like, come on, like yeah. that's like me asking you for a great recommendation on beer in San Diego, and, and you, uh, let's see, you tell me to go down to like the, I don't know, the oh, I can't even think of a good example right now. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, dude. Go to the store, get your six pack of Budweiser. Um, So, (laughs) um, so that that girl now is my wife of twenty one years, and uh, that was the night that I repented, even though I didn't really know it. Um, It was a kind of like a uh, like I I didn't have faith in Jesus at that point, but I was desperate, and so I just said, Jesus, I'm screwed up. If you are who you say you are, then then come do a work in me, you know, like here I am. It's like the, the, the best and worst thing you can ever say to God, Jesus, I don't think you're real. Here I am. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> He's yeah, like, he, he can work with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's pretty good at that. <laughs> you, you, so you mentioned though, that like you didn't even realize it at the time, but you repented. Is that, is that yeah. something like later on you're able to piece together like that, that something was going on that you didn't know at the time. That's pretty interesting. 
Yeah, yeah, 40, 40 something years. No, no, 20 something years later, I definitely can piece it together. But no, I do think that at some point, God uh, began showing me that that sanctification was a process and not just what what I thought I should get. You know, I thought like when I said, Jesus, if you're real, help me, there should be like a double, at least a double rainbow or something, you know, like there ought to be some kind of outward sign to prove that God loves me and uh, gave himself for me. But of course, at a year ish later, uh, I had watched that God was like, well, I'm not, I'm not so interested in your perfection as much as I am in, in your willingness to just surrender and, um, and allow me to begin cleaning you and, and transforming you. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. What about you guys? How, how did you guys come, come to Jesus or where, where did, where did Jesus find you? In a black hole. Jeff, make it short. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeff's the most recent one, and still, it's a few years, but it's still pretty fresh. Yeah, I've been a believer for a little over six years. Wow, and, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, um, just a dark, dark hole of uh, sadness and pornography within, you know, my as I was been mar- had been married for I don't know, five or six years, and um, just replacing real love with false love and um just thought i can do it all myself and yeah almost lost both my jobs and livelihood and just came to a moment where it ground down to probably ground zero and we ended up uh, we had moved and someone took us to church and um like I think I don't know if it was that day or a week later. I just was mm. sitting in tears in the front row of a church. The one I'm, I'm an elder now with. Wow! And um, yeah, I can't can believe that. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> they let you be an elder. Cool church. Scott and I are still questioning that. <laughs> it is. It is a cool church, and and uh, running. We uh, are getting ready to kick off our for the first marriage retreat me and my wife um wow. for the church but yeah found myself at in a very dark dark hole and uh and little did i know god had been knocking all my life and i finally answered and it was with a whole lot of tears yeah, and uh, yeah. and a lot of burdens just um dropped and it was wow. it's pretty well you know i mean it's just it's a free life it's yeah, there's yeah, so it much is. freedom in it. Absolutely. What church is it, by the way? Mountain View. Cool. Is that? Do you got? I'm going to keep going on my name thing, even though I, do I struck out the first time. Seth Evil. Oh, that also sounds oh. familiar, but I can't All right. piece it. Strike two. Who is it? I have, I have one last one. He's a pastor at a. Oh man, I can't remember the church right now. Not somewhere where out where you guys are. How do you spell the last uh, name? Ebel, E-B-E-L. Okay. Anyway, he's a he's a stud. Is he related to Brandon? He is. He's Brandon's brother. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, he's, I don't know, so all these, do all know these other, as <laughs> I, I know see Brandon, people, well, I know of Brandon. That? Brandon's the tooth and nail founder, yeah. correct? Yes, that is correct. Uh, um, so anyway, as I see you guys and, and hear a bit more of your stories, these people keep coming to mind. So. That's fine. Keep going. So, Maybe we'll yeah, get one. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus, I pray that you connect all, all of my new friends with Matt Whitlock and Seth Ebel. Amen. There you go. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you take a really uh, non-prophetic moment and twist it into a spiritual one, you know? I think you nailed it. 
That's yeah, a, may, hopefully. <laughs> well, one day we'll see. <laughs> oh, Shoreline. He's at Shoreline? Oh, yeah, that's where he's at, Shoreline. I know that yeah. church. Yeah, so I didn't know that okay. was him. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, he's a, I guarantee we know people that know him yeah. and are, are friendly with them. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's They're not at war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Well, dude, thank you for sharing that. That's my, as you were speaking, my heart, I could just feel the Holy Spirit uh, just encouraging my heart, you know, that we all have such profound stories and, um, and, and we're all such unlikely candidates for the stories. Absolutely. And I think that's part of what, like, every time I hear one, I'm like, man, that's crazy because I, I hear a lot of my own story and yours. So thank you for sharing it. What, what is uh, similar? Um, the whole porn thing, porn has been my, my, uh, the bane of my existence. Like that's a, uh, that's been a demon I continue to fight that I, I one day desire to write a book about how I fought the demon and won Mm -hmm. (laughs) for now. It's the, uh, the, thankfully it's not so much a daily battle anymore, but it still is a battle. And, um, Mm -hmm. and so that's just been, that's been one of the, um, yeah, one of the areas that I think drugs were easy to let go of. Um, I haven't, I, I, I haven't struggled with alcohol in the sense of abuse of alcohol. Um, and there's a lot of things that I just that I haven't struggled with. But man, lust and porn have definitely been two areas uh, that that would love to compete for my eyes and my affection. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's crushing. What's um? Yeah. Is there something practical that has that you can point to that has assisted and strengthened your resolve to have the flare ups, I'll call them, which, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the flare ups. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like sure that's how the apostle Paul referred to them. <laughs> A man who flares up ought to, ought to just get married. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's close. <laughs> All right. It's better so, to burn or wait, no. Better not to burn. Wait, yeah. dealing with yeah. flare-ups. I'm yeah, Paul. Yeah. Try marriage. There's a drug for that. Is there like a spray you can? Yeah. Pretty sure. I'm yeah. Pretty is there something can. practical though that that has mm. that you can point to, or is it a, just yeah. a different posture, or what? No, it is, there is something. I think that uh, a few things that have really helped me. One is one is to, has been to to be honest with myself. And uh, and with some other friends in my life that are close, you know, I don't I don't need I don't necessarily need uh, a team of 80 people that I can come to. And, hey, guys, I screwed up yesterday and looked at some porn. But I do need a few men that that I can trust and say uh, either, hey, I'm tempted before the flare up or I sense the flare, which usually I'm not that I'm like so uh, into myself and, and what lust does to my heart that I don't, I ignore everybody until after I've screwed up. And then I'm like, Hey, you know, guys, I shouldn't have done that. I feel the conviction of the Holy spirit. That was a complete idiot move. Uh, please pray for me. But, um, but God is growing my heart in that area. And so I think just having software that I use covenant eyes that I used to use triple X church, but, um, I've had software that forever has been just a, a simple, um, uh, extra accountability layer. My my wife has a password to my iPhone where I can't like I can't look at anything on Safari on my phone that isn't already approved. And so that kind of sucks to say. But at the same time, I'd rather that be the case and have to go to my wife and like, hey, I need to I need to like refresh my apps. <laughs> so can you type in the the restriction code so I can. <laughs> You know, download the the fresh apps uh, or the fresh versions. 
Um, so I think just, I don't know, I guess just transparency and trying to, trying to walk more in the light with people around me and, and being more real about where I'm at and where I'm struggling and, and not pretending like I'm the isolated, um, loner that on, is the only guy dealing with this, you right. know? No, um, so, not. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, so that's, that's, and just knowing that, man, Jesus Jesus is the healer. He's the great physician. And even though I haven't been totally healed, even though I can't say, guys, last night I woke up from this insane dream and like I just <laughs> was instantly delivered and I, it's amazing. Like you got to have this same dream. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I can actually still dream that that day is coming and that God, whether whether it's now or whether it's in Foreverland, um, that I get to I get to experience a level of purity and conviction that is no longer wavering or struggling. Yeah. Um, nice. Do you have, you have something? The, this, I'm assuming that there's a pretty intense shame feeling of shame when like yeah. when you mess up and you watch porn yeah. and you're finished, has that shame, shame intensity, uh, dropped as the frequency has dropped. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think because I think it's in some ways the shame intensity actually has increased. Not 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 because of the there. Thankfully, there's much less time, or, or sorry, the opposite. There's much more time in between my my failures on a porn front uh, than there ever used to be. So that's progress, and I thank Jesus for it. But in, in the in light of what you're you're asking, because. God has been really faithful to grow the platform that I'm standing on from a ministry perspective. And because of what he's doing in my life as a follower of Jesus and the opportunities he's given me, I feel more shame based on the like, dude, I have a higher level of, of responsibility. I'm a greater, I have a higher level of leadership. You know, it's like kind of like Jeff becoming an elder. It's like, dude, I, I'm not an elder in the in the formal sense of the word for a church, but I am an elder in, in the greater scheme of Christianity and what I represent um, to people that love Jesus and people that hate Jesus. And so there is, I think I've probably dealt more with shame on that front. Like, man, God, I'm like, I'm growing closer with you than ever in, in your touching my life and yet I'm struggling with this more, not more, but struggling with the shame area or the condemnation area more because of that. Whereas maybe when I, uh, when I was just working the label job and, and people didn't see me as a spiritual, uh, leader kind of person, it wasn't, the shame wasn't quite as strong. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but so is it something uh, like you have a responsibility to others because you're in this greater position, whether it's your identity in Christ or just the life that you're living and leading and, and a life you left and you're going in this direction and you just, yeah, yeah, that's this all like it falls on you a little bit more. Yeah. It's not, and not to the point where I'm like, Oh dude, I'm the worst Christian ever. I just need to go jump off a cliff. You know, it's not like, thankfully it's not debilitating, but it is, I think I, I feel it more like, man, that was, that was really wrong before I was a Christian leader, but it stands out to my heart and it can convicts me and I, and it, uh, weighs it's my conscience is seared more be, uh, where I'm at with the Lord now. And I do think that some of that's tied into, to leadership opportunities and roles that God's brought into my life. Um, but again, it's just like this, us having a conversation about it is, 
one of the um, sweeter ways in which to glorify Jesus by just being uh, being upfront and honest. But yeah, this is the struggle. And uh, and a bunch of us deal with it and are still fighting through it and are still leaning on the Lord. Uh, and so, yeah, it's been... Um, Amen to uh, that. Yeah, it's it's definitely been a journey and one that I, I am thankful to be on. And Yeah, uh, it's interesting. We, we've, I mean, we've talked about it multiple times on our podcast and then private conversations. There's a few other guys that we, we've gotten pretty specific about struggles. Um, and it's almost like bringing that ugly stuff into the light yeah. does something to where it, it shines a light on it. And then there's open communication. Uh, it, it dials back the shame that we, I think we assume shame in front of people until we actually talk about it. And w- when there's trust established, it does something to, I don't know, almost beat that darkness back a little bit. Um, yeah. And to where following back up with guys are like, yeah, I've actually, I haven't been improving in this way, this way, this way. I haven't watched this stuff that I, I used to always watch this type of porn. And then it, yeah. it's like, there's this progression out of that. The more open and honest we are about it, as yeah. opposed to the usual Christian thing is just to hide that stuff. It doesn't really happen. Right. You know, other people struggle with that, but, but not, know, but not me, not me. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, I mean, I, I think if, if there's any form of Christianity that scares me more than any other, that's probably it. What you just summed up, you know, like I've pretty much got it all together and, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like, oh man. Yeah, it's encouraging to hear you talk about your continued ongoing battle with it. Another yeah. thing that comes up for us is hearing people talk about their pastor and how open and he, man, he's so transparent. We just love him. And then, but when they describe his transparency, it's all past stuff that's well in the past. Yeah. Nothing's going on now. He's achieved victory. Right. And yeah. in, in my head, I just think, man, it just feels like such bullshit. You know, there's mm. there's ongoing battles and. My perfect world is where all the pastors would just talk openly about all the stuff they're struggling with. I understand right. that's never going to happen, and, and it's not <laughs> the, that the pulpit's not really built for that. There's other places sure. for that, but um, well, I can still dream. Yeah, you can. You can still dream. <laughs> yeah, and well, to a, cool. you know, be open like, to a certain extent. I mean, there 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 are limits, uh, but yeah. but you get but, but my I agree. point. Yeah, yeah. The battles are always the transparency is always over previously won battles. Sure. Nothing going it, on now. Yeah, there is a there is something. I just I've been working on a book and uh, and I felt like I was supposed to include a chapter. Um, the book is all about taking risks and basically learning to love Jesus by loving neighbors more consistently. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I went through a season where I took a thousand different risks of like walking up to someone and like, hey, can I can I buy your groceries for you or can I pray healing over your body or can I share a prophetic word with you or can I encourage you or whatever it was that I felt in my heart. And um, and I came back from Germany one uh, one time uh, on the return from a missions trip. Um, this was maybe two years ago. And so I was flying buddy pass, which means I'm on standby. The flight gets canceled. I get stuck for the night in uh, Frankfurt, Germany. So I get, you know, the lone hotel room. Of course, you know where this story's going. And uh, and I just, <laughs> you know, spend hours in pure porn debauchery being, you know, an absolute, uh, complete moron. But, uh, but I, um, 
I got on the plane and I was so frustrated with myself because I, that's that I was going to write on the on the like eight hour flight back to America. I was going to write on my book and I was all inspired and I was excited and like, dude, I'm. And so I got on the plane the next morning to head home feeling like, man, I got to tell my wife, you know, honey, I looked at porn. I'm sorry. I wasn't pure. I need to call my friends, you know, like I need to like confess to the Lord, do all this stuff. And, uh, and as soon as I sat down in the plane, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, now right. And I was like, what? what? Like, are you kidding me? Now right? Like, cause this is, like, this is, like, this is supposed to be exactly what, what Zach, you're saying. Like, this is the struggle of yesteryears, not the struggle of right now. And, uh, so, but I did write and it, it was for sure the hardest chapter for me to write. And, and I don't know how people will receive it or how it'll go over, but I felt like it was the one that, that, um, resonated the loudest with me because it was it just caught that moment where man if i'm living in unconfessed sin i'm not going to pray for anybody i'm not going to try to love anybody i don't have any interest <laughs> in how anybody else is doing because i'm living in a in a in a trapped shell of who i'm not supposed to be and um so yeah anyway i, I i'm with you man i feel like that's a an area that god's growing all of us in is greater um, transparency and vulnerability, especially amongst, amongst, uh, you know, ourselves and just people we can trust. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I yeah. can come off. I, I just want to caveat real quick. I, when there's legitimate victory that needs to be celebrated. I'm not like, yeah, saying, yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes on this podcast, I'm the guy pooping on, <laughs> pooping on people's actual victories because I, I know there's still <laughs> stuff under the hood, but well, it wasn't authentic. So, okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Well, hey, man, that's that's cool that you noticed that and that that uh, that God helps you see that. I think that's that's amazing. It's the journey, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, Scott, what are you thinking over there? I can't see you very often. You're you're the only guy whose face I rarely see. My hair so. is messed up, so I kind of embarrassed. <laughs> Dude, mine too, man. I, if you could see right here, Jeff, scoot over. It's pretty I good, actually. Well, that's crazy. It's better than it's, Scott's. Must, Jesus, oh, I have a definitely. I have a mine. crazy bedhead going on. <laughs> here, I'll, I'll move up so you can't see my hair. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I like you it. tapped into something that's actually going on with Scott. We're, Scott's struggling to love himself, and so he sees his himself in the corner of the Skype image, and he just backs off a little bit. I'm like slowly yeah. scoots away. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Well, hey man, that's I, I appreciate you guys doing video because video is it does allow us to to engage on a level that we normally wouldn't. You know, when we're just talking on the phone or doing the the yeah. normal uh podcast interviewing Definitely. so yeah, yeah it's, so it's all right cool. well no go ahead no, you, go? You. Well, so um i am thinking something um so going back to the call um when you were you know you're in the music industry so what well what bands were you signing were they I mean, popular bands they, that uh, uh yeah that's a great question i think it depends on in? who you were so i was never in a band that's the oh, funny okay. thing about the work i did so i i can't sing music. I can't read music. I am tone deaf. I can't play a single instrument. And I, the reason I don't clap in church is because I have no rhythm. And so I don't want to throw everybody off, you know, and uh, (laughs) not because I don't like clapping, but, um, uh, I'm a charismatic at heart. So I, you know, I can do like the, the chest thump thing a little bit better, but, um, but I, um, uh, I signed a few bands uh, back before anybody had really heard of them, uh, including me. One of them was a band called Under Oath, which, which especially back in the day, were a fairly well-known screamo heavy kind of band. And um, there's a band called 
Yeah, yeah, legend, legendary to to me for sure, and to some people for sure. To the band called Anne Berlin oh, was yeah. um, was a band I didn't want to sign, but Brandon, the the president of Tooth and Nail, heard their demos, and even though I was saying, dude, don't sign them, he was like, these demos are so good, we have to sign them, and uh, so why were you I, saying I don't know, not man. to? Yeah, what I was saying not to. Yeah, I was saying not to because I saw them live and I thought they were horrible oh, and nice. uh, I thought they were a really bad band. Uh, and it was and it, you know, I was being super critical, you know, arrogant, judgmental, like horrible human being, let alone Christian guy. Uh, but um I I think that at that point I hadn't realized just how much potential really comes into play for each of us, but especially for bands. So my job was to see potential at a really low level and to call it out before it had ever hit anything significant. Um, and so I didn't see that up front with Anne Berlin, although, of course, you know, hearing songs and then progress. But, yeah, quite a few bands that I, I, I really loved working with and, and had a, an amazing opportunity to, to partner with. Um, so, but most of them were more, were Christian bands, but more on the, on the edge, you know, the outskirts of Christian music or the, the more rock or uh, most of the bands were Christian bands that wanted to be on mainstream radio and MTV and, you know, whatever the cool, uh, mainstream stuff was, but, um, yeah, yeah quite a, quite a amazing experience for a missionary kid with no <laughs> musical talent whatsoever. So you're in the, so you're in the midst of, you know, budding career and then did yeah. you start did you start having a call and like like you just like felt ur the urge to do something different no not at first at first i uh i didn't care about anybody and i was living a total douchebag sinner sinner life like worst of sinners because i knew the truth and i knew what jesus had actually called me to do but i was i was hiding my porn addiction my drug addiction my arrogance i was i was hiding all of that underneath a happy workaholic and um and so i was just good at hiding stuff and smiling a lot and saying the right things and going to church and somebody at some point gave me a copy of a book called don't waste your life by a pastor named john piper and i thought that was you know that that's a silly book that i had no interest in reading but the Holy Spirit is way, way stronger than, than my thoughts. And so I started reading this book and I was like, I was literally reading this book. And, and one morning I was driving into the office and on the way into the office, I had an encounter with Jesus. And I, I know when I say that, depending on where someone's theological perspective is, that that's either really bold or, or really weird. Um, but it was both because I had no... I had no desire or like I was maybe the desire was budding, but I had no expectation that I was about to have an encounter with God. And and God just asked me one question. Why are you fighting me? And it wasn't it, it wasn't a, I've never heard God audibly, but it was this still small as clearly as I've ever heard his voice to my heart. Why are you fighting me? And instantly it's like he just broke me and I started weeping uncontrollably on the interstate, like on my, on the way into the office, crying like a baby, hoping nobody notices that I'm a complete wreck. And, uh, and, and that was the day that, that, that was 12 years, almost 13 years ago. And that from that day, I can mark what's happened in my life since. And so I'm not, I'm not, um, cured in the sense that I don't have any problems anymore, but I can point to that day as God did something in my life that, that, 
that began the call. So that's where the call, I think, kind of that was like the spark that that grew into a call um, that that really was uh, over a few years from that spark. Me realizing I can't. I can't justify how I feel about trying to sign bands and saying, um, hey, guys, I really I really like you. And all you have to do is sign this contract that's a 70 page contract that basically says we won't screw you and you won't screw us. So here you go. You know, please sign the contract. Uh, <laughs> While I was also reading 1 Corinthians 6, 7, why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? And I was like in this crazy, like, <laughs> so which is it? Like, do, do I not worry about being cheated or do I get you to sign the contract that says you won't cheat me? Um, and, and so I basically, you know, the Lord just began convicting me of a lot of little things, mostly in my own heart. And, um, and, and I just had a desire for revival and for seeing people that, that had yet had not yet met Jesus coming to know him. And, and, uh, and I just felt like, man, I'm, it's awesome that I get to work with all these bands, some of which had become very successful, but I feel Jesus is telling me that there's more for me. And it's somewhere, it's somewhere over here, even though over here looks really, really cool. Um, so yeah, does that kind of, that's a, yeah, a, probably a long winded answer to, no, uh, that's great, man. I, uh, that's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I kind of have that feeling too. Like I just don't, I don't think that where I am right now, mm. you know, a, a pretty good paying job, um, uh, that, that this is, you know, really where I should be. Um, yeah. but, but what do you, you know, what do you do with that? You know, well, the encouragement that right? I, yeah, it is difficult. But the encouragement I can give you is that the two things that really did make a huge difference in my journey from the really good paying job to career suicide to starting a nonprofit to where I am he here nine years later is one. I just kept I just kept going after Matthew six thirty three, which is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. I didn't really understand the passage, but I just knew, OK, if I keep going like Jesus, help me to go after you. What do you want? Do whatever you want with my life. Here I am. Send me like praying really stupid, ridiculous prayers that that we pray and then we walk away forgetting like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> He'll never remember that prayer and then three years later he's like ta-da <laughs> remember that prayer and you're like no i don't remember. i never prayed that what are you talking about um, and then secondly that that god's timing is way better than ours and so there was even though probably from that that morning where i had that spark occur i could have walked away um, there was a gap of two to three years where god was really beginning to work in my life and and transform me and and i think it's really dangerous for us to step out before Jesus is saying, come follow me, you know, because a lot of times we'll, oh, I want to get out of the boat. I want to I want God to use my life. I want I want to have a powerful ministry. I want to leave a legacy. All these things sound great. But if we're not actually following the leader, then it's just like, <laughs> it's going to be miserable and, and the opposite. So um, yeah. so, Lord, I just pray for Scott that you would meet him exactly where he's meant to be met and that you would move so mightily in directing his path towards um, the outcome and towards the the um, 
desired end result that you have over him. And I just pray peace in the awkward middle that kind of sucks to live out because I've been there. We've all been there. And uh, and yet you were there, too. And so I just thank you that um, that you're not um, afraid of the awkward and you're not afraid of the middle. And so help us in, in those spaces to actually encounter you and to be really full of joy, even though it's weird. Amen. Uh, wow! Yeah, yeah, man. Man, that was your second prayer. The first one was kind of a joke, but the, I don't but know that we prayed on this, and you just did tw- two prayers, yeah. one over you, Scott. Yeah. Well, I, Damn. I, I How does that feel, Scott? Because I should have not. I should have not been joking, but I really do pray you guys get to meet Seth and and Matt because they are amazing. No, and I know you were serious. Your lives will be better. Uh, no, but I was kind of joking. You're you're right. I, you just called me out. It was good. All right. Well, you repented, and I forgive you. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a that's a uh, yeah, that's a passionate person right there. They just go right just start into praying. yeah. That's a, that's well, uh, encouraging right there. Yeah, man, thanks. I can't take any credit for it. And I, you're probably thinking, oh, he's about to give it all to Jesus, but I'm not. Uh, I'm I am well, I am giving it to Jesus, but through yeah, don't Gavin do that. Coffey. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Um, it is all Jesus, but it came through this guy named Gavin Coffey, and um, he was the like youth pastor at our church in Seattle. And anytime anyone would have a problem or, or anytime you'd go up to him and be like, hey, dude, I'm like struggling with this thing or that, he'd be like, let's pray right now. And, I, and, I, and finally I said, hey, man, why do you always pray right in the moment over someone? And he said, well, because if I don't do that, I'm going to I'm going to tell you that I'll pray for you. But the reality is I'm going to walk away forgetting. And and I really want to be a Bible believing Christian that lets his yes be yes and his no be no. So if I tell you I'm going to pray, I want to actually pray. And I was like, dude, that's genius. And then and then a couple months later, he was killed in a tragic, unexpected car accident. Wow. And um, and so I think the Lord just kind of sunk that seed in my heart, you know, so even though. It might come across as like, whoa, this dude just prayed randomly. It's it's a very calculated work God's been doing in my life yeah. to not to just take advantage of opportunities and and bring them to bring the Scott the Scott needs of the world to Jesus instantly because most likely I'm going to forget after the podcast and, and I don't want to forget you know because yeah. that's not how God is. So. Well, and uh, I, I I think that's I think that's great, and you also it, it immediately takes it off of. You know, I'm going to help you to, hey, we're going to take this to, to God to we're take this to, and ask Jesus to help you. Right. Yeah. That's so it's not us trying to fix yeah. things. It's you're, you're it's pointing, not new. You're always pointing right. back to to Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not the self. This isn't some self-help guide. Where, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is this is bros, Bibles and, and beer, you know, <laughs> not, <laughs> not the, the self-help uh, podcast, you know, that we all desperately need oh, or don't well, <laughs> I, i'm sure we can't help anybody uh, first of all yeah and um a legal disclaimer do not take any advice consult your doctor uh, get it it's, checked out uh, hey what <laughs> this is kind of this is this is kind of spiritual what's your favorite brewery in southern california because i've been down your way many many times and i've got a couple of my own but i'm curious where if you guys if we had to grab a beer together, we were forced into getting a beer together. Where where would you want to go most? We would have to get in a shuttle that would take us to about six places. Okay, all right. So the easy so the one, shuttle, the easy one is Stone. Uh, okay. Stone's one of the bigger ones. And yeah, I've been I've been to several, of, or I think at least two of theirs. I don't know if they have more more than that. Yeah, they have, but they, a have the, they have the really big one in Escondido, and then there was a smaller one yeah. near the airport in San Diego. 
Yeah, and that's I mean that's the Escondido one's good. The restaurant's incredible. Um yep. and they got a lot of guest beers on tap. But some of the smaller ones. The first ones, time I ever had a beer called Pliny the Elder was at Stone, which yeah. is man, that's a, a good tap, beer. Man. That's a good beer. It's a good beer. I think it gets a little bit overrated in our our area because it's sure. so exclusive and they don't produce right. enough of it and they don't produce right. enough of it on purpose oh yeah yeah so you got bars <laughs> you got bars around here selling tickets for 20 bucks just to get in the door to buy Pliny the elder and they're That's selling crazy. out of those tickets so i'm like nope i can i'll just yeah. have my regular stone ipa or whatever it is yep good call yeah. <laughs> and if you're coming hey so if you're rolling through southern california and you don't hit us up to go get a beer i i don't know about you guys but i'll feel insulted yeah just don't nice. even tell us you came down yeah 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 <laughs> well well i will i will actually be heading your way in a couple of weeks but i'm with my wife on a on an anniversary trip so okay she she's the opposite of me she drinks nothing but artisan water and okay. so it, like free beer, range yeah beer right right free range water but um but i will i do come out there often so i would actually love to hang out this yeah. has been a this has definitely been more than just a uh fun podcast to talk talk through so There's you're a, so you're going with stone well, that's the easy one. I'd probably pick a smaller one, like a. So you're really not being authentic. This is great. <laughs> uh, wow. San, San Clemente has got a couple of new ones. Uh, okay. Lost Winds just opened up, and San Juan Capistrano has Docent that just opened up, and they're they got some good sandwiches and and pretty good beer. They're still dialing in their system. I think. Sure. There's some growing pains, but they have some good yeah. offerings, and they're just starting out. And I always like to go to those breweries. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to check out Bella's Point. Okay, so I, I ended up in um, uh, Temecula, um, a, I don't know, a month or two ago and ran into Bella's Point um, just trying to find somewhere to eat. And they had great food, great environment, yep. and, uh, man, it was uh, a place that if I want to go on a, like a date with my wife, yeah, she'd be yeah. like, let's go back to Bella's yeah. Point. It's just a little bit of a drive sure. um, from where we're at, but... Yeah, no, Ballast, Ballast Point and Stone are – I mean, I don't think – I don't know if these guys have been to that one, but they're, yeah. they're just – it's a great environment. It's just good to go and hang out, whether it's a date or it's just a group. Um, yes. It's, it's fun. Have you guys been to Monkish over in uh, – in, um, oh, man, north of Long Beach? I can't – it's kind of over by the airport. Torrance? But I, can't, I think it is in Torrance. I've heard of it. it. Never been there. Okay. Anyway, they, they're doing some really cool stuff. They've, uh, they, I, I was only there once and it was one of the special days. They released something special and there was a crazy line <laughs> and I rolled up. And I was like, what, what is this? Like, what? And they said, oh, there's some crazy beer they're releasing. Okay. So I had this with me full of water. You know, this is my go-to ice water machine. And they're like, yeah, you had, to, you had to bring your own growler. They don't sell growlers or they sold out or something. Oh, wow. So, so I, you know, just, oh, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But, uh, it says it's in yeah, yeah. Yep. It worked awesome. out. Yeah, anyway, cool. Well, hey, I look forward to to when we get to hang out in person and Yeah. Do you uh, want to say enjoy. anything about uh the po- your podcast? We we didn't really talk about what you guys like oh, what your that's intention true. is behind it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. I guess because at the end of the day, I, I the there's something about organic conversation that always trumps um the oh yeah hey guys check us out over here you know right i know where can <laughs> but, uh, people find you yeah yeah you can find me at dot com this and dot com that but um uh basically provoke and inspire is a podcast aimed at challenging artists and growing artists and investing in artists 
so that they can be everything that Jesus has called them to be and and essentially challenging them to live out a love for Jesus that's that's brighter and more exciting than anything else they're after. Um, so, yeah, people can find that at the Provoke and Inspire podcast. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, it's that's been fun that because it's like kind of like you guys, but oftentimes four of us and we're not all in a room. We're all, I'm in Nashville. One guy's in Minneapolis. One's usually in New Zealand or Germany. One's in Poland. So everybody's all over and it's just crazy. But, uh, uh, it's, it means when you do finally have something really, really good to say, you have to like sit on it for like five minutes and remember like, what was that inspiring thing from like five minutes ago that I should have said, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's fun times. Jeff, keep it short. Um, I no, I <laughs> look like you were going to say something. I'm actually because he was thinking he was talking about you know five minutes ago. I was thinking about the Jerry Maguire, Jerry <laughs> Maguire thing, and I'm like, it was just a memo. And yeah, you, you yeah, just, it was just a memo. You, you just you just went, and you're you got a lot of life. You got a lot of clarity. That's the thing. Okay, you thanks. you you have a very clear focus. Just when you were you and Scott were going back and forth a little bit, I'm like, man, he just he's got things in his brain and on his heart that it just it goes in and filters out quickly because mm. obviously it's truth to you and it's mm. and and it's good. I love when I come Thank across you. That's I, very kind of you. I love when I come across people like that. You can sense it, you feel the spirit and yeah. that is those are all those are the fun conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And and likewise, you know, and, and a lot of that, um, started when I, when I attended a power and love conference and I met Todd White and, and all those guys. And I, for the first time in my life realized that I wasn't just a Christian. I was actually a son. And when I began to realize, man, dude, I'm a son. I'm so loved. I was adopted as a, as one of God's own kids. Like, and all, you know, it became real on a level that, uh, that though I struggle, that reality always supersedes the struggle, and sometimes maybe sl- more slowly than I'd like it to. But um, but yeah, man, there has the, God has graciously um, given me a fresh perspective, and um, and I love people, and so you guys are three <laughs> energetic Southern California guys that I want to be hanging out with and drinking beer with. So that you made it, you know, you're basically like, hey, Chad, we're going to set you up for a really good time, <laughs> even w- and without beer, you know. It's like <laughs> that is the <laughs> that is the beauty, oh, you know. Be beer. If, we didn't... This, if this is our best episode, <laughs> would we be forced to drop beer from the title? That... No, wow. no, no. Then it's not no. alliterative. But you yeah. don't have to drink every time, Scott. Maybe that's the Holy Spirit telling you or me. It uh-huh. could be. <laughs> it it is be. funny that hey, yeah, none I of us, none of us came came to the recording room with a beer. I, I I had thought about it when I when Jameson sent it sent me the hey dude you need to talk with my friends. Uh, I was like as soon as I saw the title I was like yes dude I can't this is gonna be awesome. Yeah. And uh, and then I was thinking okay what man what beer should I you know, sip on. And then I was like, man, I don't know. And then of course, you know, today I, I, not only did I forget the beer, I forgot we were even talking. (laughs) And then my, my phone lit up and it's, it said, I was like Bibles and beer. And I was like, what Bibles and beer? Like, who's this? (laughs) (laughs) So So um, a a message to all future guests. Um, When you're going to come on, you better think about what beer you're going to bring. Yeah, yeah. No junk beer. It's funny that we've had a couple. uh, Do you know who Dan Koch is? 
from Depolarize. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had him on, and he was super concerned about I, on what beer he was going to show that he was drinking. <laughs> he came amazing. up with a good one. But it, that's, it, that's how you like know you're a beer nerd when, when you're like, ah, oh. yeah. got time. options. Yeah, it was all good. Well, no well, pressure. we're uh, my my friend and I do a, do a little side side project. It's not really a side project, but where we just brew together. And so when I am out there, I'll have to bring you guys some. It's Rad. very uh, it's been it's been super fun to realize that making beer is really easy, but making great beer is incredibly hard. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's but it's still worth the challenge. So yeah, it's fulfilling yeah, it's cool. for sure. Hey, how can we? How can I be praying for you, Zach, and for you, Jeff? Since since Scott got a little prayer, you're not but pray for me anymore. He got yeah, it. yeah. Right, you're I'll done. Take it. You're done. You're good. <laughs> you're you're you are totally better now. Tomorrow you you got this job crazy you know calling that's coming your way and <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Are you ready with your answer, Jeff? Well, in about. Uh, 30 hours I'm leaving with my family to Sweden for two weeks and uh, we're going to visit some friends up there. Um, and oh. it's been a while since we've hung out with them. They moved there a couple of years ago and just, we've missed them and missed the, just the, the time that we have. Cause it's always so good and quality and, and they're excited to see us, but we're just praying that it's, it's truly a, a blessing and, and, yeah. uh, and because they've gone through um, some tough times um, in business and um, and we've always tried to be there for them. And, and he's they're actually the people that brought us to the church that we're now a part of. Wow. And and so we're we're uh, pretty connected. Um, That's so amazing. I don't I don't know where the the prayer is, but maybe it's just in that traveling mercies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's not like that we get there, but you know, we know we know we'll we'll be there and it's just the time that we have together. Um Yeah, yeah. and the conversations and just mm. kind of that family that family thing cuz we we really cool. truly feel like we're we're family. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for you. And and hopefully that also means some really great Swedish beer. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I think he uh I think he Actually, dis, what do you distill? Um, He's like a distiller. Or no, he does. He does. He makes his own moonshine. I think. Nice. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> he doesn't out out here. That's a you know that's a pretty common thing. Oh, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Sweden. Wow, that's moonshining in Sweden. I never would have thought of that. But <laughs> these days, yeah. Yeah. And for me. Man, congratulations again! Another first for our podcast. Getting prayed for. This is amazing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, for me, it's pretty easy right now. I'm I'm actually trying to start a brewery. Um, what? And, no yeah, way. and it's in kind of the infancy, but we're at a point now where only a couple little things need to happen, and then it's like go time. And I am one of the best procrastinators in the universe. Um, I thought you were going to say you're one of the best brewers on the universe. I'm uh, like, wow, yeah. dude, man, we could pray for humility, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, my friends seem to drink the beer I brew. Uh, uh, hey, dude, that's that's good. The idea is to raise enough money to where I have a brewmaster to work with. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't have to be relied on to do that. But sure. the biggest thing is wow. for me, I have a, right now I run a small business. Uh, I make good money and yep. we're comfortable. Every, everything's provided for. 
And so I have kind of a safe, I'm kind of a safe person. So it's like a big step. And the heart behind Mm -hmm. the brewery is, is pretty, uh, I love what we're going to be trying to do. It's called Mosaic Brewing Company. And the idea is each, each piece of humanity by itself might look off or odd or like it doesn't belong, but when you put everything yep. together, it creates something beautiful. So that heart behind the beer, behind the environment, um, to have a safe place for people to gather, exchange ideas, you know, share art, music, all that kind of thing. Yeah. So, but the the whole thing is just taking steps forward and taking those steps. And right now, it's kind of like getting to that precipice where it's go time, and I'm aware of it, and so it's really easy for me to procrastinate and to just sure. like, well, I'm busy with the family, I'm busy running this company, so it's easy. Yeah, for me yeah, to push I got stuff off. going on. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, we've definitely dreamed about that, but but not to the point where we're actually serious about about um, making it happen. But I can totally under. I've read some books, and I, I I at least feel like I know enough to know that it's a very very serious uphill battle Mm -hmm. and and yet one that obviously many people have um, have experienced uh, with with great levels of success so and the fact that you already have hops named after the brewery i mean (laughs) that's kind of that's pretty cool so yeah Yeah, well well, Lord, I just um, we just bring these things to you, and we do pray um, that mosaic um, that from a brewery perspective would come together. I just pray you give Zach the kind of wisdom and understanding and knowledge um, and community to um, to be able to pull the right people into the to the picture or to the puzzle or to the painting. Uh, I pray that you keep him from people that seem really great, but at the end of the day would not be the right partners. And I uh, just yeah, ask that all of it would bring you glory. Um, and God, for Jeff and his family, that, that that time in Sweden would just be so off the charts, incredible, that uh, both families would just be like, man, like this, this was exactly what we needed in this moment. So help them to, to re-engage really deeply um, right, right off the bat and, um, no time wasted or lost in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Um, thanks. Jim. Yeah, man. Th- yeah. yeah thank, thank you guys for, for the gift of allowing me to pray for you. That's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't take it lightly. Yeah, obviously. Damn. Yeah. I don't know if we can like keep, that's a good way to close it. Probably <laughs> that's a high bar. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, it's cool. But I, I am really excited for all you guys and what the Lord's doing, and just the uh, the encouragement that I hear coming from each of you in uh in in the the future steps to be to be taken. You know, even if they are a bit uh, like yeah. <laughs> when and how and where. Right. Um, Jesus is in all of that, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's awesome. Jameson set this up. I like these yeah, little yeah. relationships that are getting built and little yep. networks that are kind of forming of. Just, totally, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, yeah, it's a really beautiful gift. Um, so, so how long have you been have you been brewing for them? Oh man, off and on for since I've been married, so thirteen wow. and a half years or so. Hey, dude, that's man. Off and yeah, on, I, still just doing like the basic, like uh, still doing extract with specialty grains, not doing sure. the full um, all grain yeah, thing, all grain yet, yeah, but. Just keeping all all the recipes. I've got some great ones that I think will transfer really well. So, oh, well, dude, I'm I'm excited for you. I look forward to to trying a flight of mosaic beers with you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah, he, he. So Zach always makes like a kind of a 
holiday or Christmas um, brew, and it's always like, man, this is this is too much for me. And uh, <laughs> other, you know, other people, I mean, including my wife, like it, and well, and I'm like, it's just uh, the. Uh, I'm like, I feel bad telling Zach that. I'm like, that's really, that was good. It's fine. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. But I will say that I've, I mean, Zach's probably the reason that I drink so heavily. Um, <laughs> wow. That's a, that's another podcast to be recorded. But, You're welcome. But yeah. I love the IPAs, and I've grown to really like the double IPAs. But um, Me too. he made an IPA um, recently that I was like, so I'll empty out my bank account. And I'll just was, I will fund your brewery myself. <laughs> I wish I wish I could because I'm like, okay, if that's being if that's coming out of the tap, then uh, that is just Funny. gonna that is gonna flow to the population. Um, it, yeah, it was good. The Christmas thing might not be my thing, but there's a whole lot of beers that I <laughs> yeah, that yeah. are popular, right. and you know, I'm like, nope, that's the one I like. It was kind of like choosing a wife, like. Nope, yeah. all those just cross them out. Because that's that how one. it works. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> they don't. They don't get a choice. <laughs> right, right. Jeff's yeah. That was actually a really bad reference. I'm like, I'll taste that one <laughs> and that you, one. You, oh wait a second, <laughs> I'm going to keep that one. Who's running the marriage ministry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this oh, guy with marriage retreat. Yeah. Oh you, goodness. You oh goodness. It's great. Hey, thanks so much, guys. I really do appreciate you and. I'm super grateful to have connected with you a little bit, and uh, I'm stoked for the. How do I? How do I um, reach out to you guys directly? Does Jameson have your your email or contact info? Yeah, um, I can I can shoot you something, um, okay. or I'll have I'll have Jameson do it. But Bros Bibles and Beer Bros Bibles Beer at Gmail dot com okay. is a thing, so that that'll go to me. But um, yeah, because you're our father. Yes. This is my On podcast. This podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I'll get you. I'll have Jameson get you some more, some better, okay. more personal contact cool. information. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because I will. I don't think it'll work on this next trip. Well, you'll Jeff will be gone anyway. But, uh, um, but I do. I I sincerely want to make it happen. And, yeah. Uh, it'll be a, yeah. Awesome time. That'd be awesome. Maybe we'll do a an in person conversation podcast. Yeah. Too, you're at. Yeah, that'd be fun at a brewery. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Have you guys recorded a podcast at a brewery yet? That'd be so loud. Not yet. That'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, hey, bless you guys. Have a have a great rest of your day out there. All right, you yeah, too. Cool. Thanks, thanks for jumping off that cliff 13 years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. That was that was really good. That was fun. Really good. Trailblazing. We're still recording? Yeah. Oh. Uh, sorry. It's a podcast. We're recapping. Shoot. Okay. I'm impressed. He just prayer at the drop of a hat. That's yeah, that's that, uh, that I am jealous. You're not oh shoot. Yourself. Okay. So I actually um have a couple of friends that are just like him and they're they told me one time, Oh man, Jeff, you remind me of this pastor Todd White. And then I saw him like, Well, it's not for the you know, bulky muscles and big hairdo, because isn't that Todd White? He's just and he's a big, big personality, per, big personality. But I, I think it's more the presenting on stage. I guess I have lots of hand movements and I yell. So, you know, it's interesting. My wife and I just were talking about Todd White. Um, he uh, you can look at me when you're talking. We were well, the mic's not okay. I'm in Skype mode. So I'm looking at the computer, even though okay. he's not here. Um, 
just struggling with the way people phrase things, like whether you get saved or all the vernacular are centering around like coming to Christ and what that looks like and, and how that being comfortable with language will change, like your vernacular will change based on what you believe is actually happening. And just talking about this segment of the, of the church, the Todd Whites of the world, right. um, the Chads of the world that are just, I, I mean, I don't, I can never fault a guy like Todd White for when you're addicted. I don't know his story too much, but I guess like addicted and he had like the finger snap Jesus moment where it's like, boom, he saw the light and now he wants to share that light with everybody. So even though there's probably things that I am uncomfortable with personally, tactics I would never use or nor tell people to use, um, I can't blame Todd White for the experience he had to to go about it the way he is doing it. So this is not an endorsement of Todd White or Todd White International Ministries. I don't even know what that's called. <laughs> but just appreciating there's different there's different ways people communicate and different ways that God's going to use people. And that's okay. It doesn't have to make you comfortable all the time. And by you, I mean me in this circumstance. Well, there's a, the people take in... Um you know, different personalities, you know, pastors, you know, at churches and they, they're like, oh, I really like, you know, how that message was given. It, I really relate. And so the Todd Whites of the world have their place. I mean, it's just a really exuberant, enthusiastic, almost over the top. And as far as most would be, you know, um, setting a bar of like, where does enthusiasm in a in a message end? Does it have to be screaming and yelling and and uh, it's kind of like um, you know Matt Chandler at the Village Church? He just kind of like and he's like, "This is how I talk," and I'm like, "Todd White, maybe before this he is was, how I talk." Yeah, maybe before <laughs> Todd White wasn't even uh, there. Maybe it was just a dead soul, and then flip the flip the switch and. He's on fire and he just doesn't stop. Right? Is he? Does he really? I never heard of Todd White. I never. Heard Are you of serious? He, you might yeah. think he's a heretic. Oh, that's possible. But you think a lot of people are. You're in a podcast with a borderline heretic, so uh, yeah. yeah, Jeff, right? Yeah, or me, uh, or both? Well, you, both, Zach. I don't know about Jeff. <laughs> I like how you just drawing. I'm gonna drawing be. Out uh, his I'll answers. be passive aggressive with Jeff and just say. Uh, I, I I don't know. Jeff doesn't know. That's what I'll say. <laughs> I I kn- I know where I'm at, and I and but well, I just think you don't. I'm worried well, about you. Exactly. So you would think I'm a heretic? No. Without no, because no, no. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yeah. You have to be a believer yeah. first. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> See. Yeah. Come on, Scott. It's just fun. It's All just right. fun. Anyway, we just ruined a good podcast with uh, <laughs> stupid banter. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Because <laughs> people are thinking, I want to punch Jeff. And some people are thinking, I want to strangle Scott. And then Zach just sits back and waits to press stop.
Hey, guys. Chad. How's it going? Hey. Hey, I'm so sorry. I completely spaced on this, but I'm going to open up Skype right now. Okay. And then um, if you can call me back in like a minute, sure. I will, um, I'll have Skype on my computer rather than Skype on the phone going. That's all right. I will. So sorry. That's all right. Our oldest, the oldest guy in our podcast, had to use the bathroom. He's got prostate issues. So. <laughs> we'll call you right uh, back. It's from all the beer. All yeah. right. All right. <laughs> okay. Talk Thanks. to you soon.